0: everyone this is the parks academy where we discuss and celebrate all things theme parks related we focus mainly on disney parks and resorts in both anaheim and orlando my name is Paige. my name is steven and today we will be talking about disneyland versus magic kingdom
1: this was um this was my idea because when we were um in magic kingdom last i felt like i got more time to kind of um uh think about it a little bit because I had been there previously so this was sort of my opportunity to kind of um come at it with with a with a different eye than just like my very first time in there. Um but do you want to do what we're excited about really quick and then I do have a little bit of front matter that I found interesting. So if you want to do that first.
0: Yes. What are you excited about this week? Oh you flipped it
1: on me. Um I I'm I'm happy that the holidays are over and that it's out of my house.
0: That everything is back to normal. Yeah. No decorations. We've had decorations in our house since August 1st. September Um, 1st? September 1st. Yeah, because
1: you you go pretty nutso on fall decorations. I do. Um, It wasn't even fall was fine because it kind of blended.
0: It was fall, then Halloween, then fall again, then birthday party, then Christmas. I'm
1: just glad that Christmas is gone out of our house. And I took down all of our decorations this weekend. Um, Outside, and it's just, it's nice to pull up to the house and see that there's not lights up, and it just, it wears on me quickly, so I'm glad that, I'm just, it's nice to kind of clean slate a little bit.
0: Back to reality. Yeah, right, right. There it is. Kind of like a baseline. Yes. What I'm excited about this week actually already happened, and that is that I got a massage for the first time in like two years. Mm-hmm. It is life-changing, if you've never gotten a massage, go do it, people. It's worth it. Yeah, cool. I can feel my shoulders again. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm excited about this week is that I won't have so much tension in my shoulders.
1: I was happy for you that you got to do that. Thank you. Um, I was very I was excited to you. do that. Yeah. I kind of stayed home and, and watched our kid and made dinner and-
0: And watched football.
1: And watched football. Um, And I had great. a little self-care
0: moment and yeah. it was awesome. It was I good. loved it.
1: That's great. I'm happy for you. Um, so just like a little bit of front matter, like I said, before we- um get into any kind of Disney, like, land and Disney World or Magic Kingdom stuff, rather. Um, did you hear the news about... So, so obviously, we talked briefly last week about Bob Iger being back, and I know we, we said we were late to the game, but we, we took that, you know, the whole month of December off. So, um, one of the things that I've said before that I was so impressed with about what Iger did um, originally when he took over for um, uh, Michael Eisner was that he immediately brought in a bunch of different properties under the fold. So he, like, brought back Pixar. Um, a little bit later, Star Wars came in, you know, Marvel, stuff like that. Um, and, you know, obviously Disney is notorious for buying things up. Like, uh, 21st Century Fox was one of their recent um, acquisitions. Uh, did you hear who they are? Put, and they own ESPN. Uh, did you hear who they're, like, they're in the running with Comcast tonight to buy another company?
0: You mentioned this earlier this week, but I can't remember. No, I don't think
1: I did because it came out today, I think. Or maybe I mentioned it to you this morning. Time's a flat circle. But they are um, they are looking at buying the WWE.
0: I'm fairly certain you mentioned this the other day. I think I said it this morning.
1: That was this morning? I think it was, yeah. Time's weird. What?
0: It's been a long day.
1: Yeah, but isn't that crazy? That is crazy. I don't know what they want with 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 that it feels so off-brand it does feel really off um but i found that to be an interesting little tidbit because uh yeah i don't know like it just seems weird
0: are they gonna like incorporate that with wide world of sports is that even a sport
1: yeah no no for sure like well it's kind of acting but like weird um
0: that's so interesting
1: yeah it's just i was weird i just found that to be strange but what was compelling about it to me was like as soon as Iger came back within like a month, he's already working on deals to buy things um you know whether or not people think it's good that Disney has a bunch of properties under their belt, they're buying up as many things as possible. um, I still think that it's just an interesting thing i don't I don't know how I feel about it. I've never watched professional wrestling um so I don't know, but
0: my brother was super into professional wrestling when he was like five for some random reason. Like, out of nowhere, none of us watched it. My dad wasn't into it. My brother just got super into it out yeah. of nowhere. And that is all I know about it is when he would talk about it and play with his action figures.
1: I uh, knew personally a ex-wrestling professional, and um, they were uh, no longer in the game, I guess. Uh, but it was interesting to kind of get a look into that world a little bit. Um, yes, because it's such a fascinating kind of... Um, explosive like scene over there it is so i don't i'm not an, this is not a wrestling podcast and i'm not an authority on it i just thought it was interesting to see the disney's in the running
0: i wonder if it. this is the only target audience that they don't have with all of their other properties i don't know do you know what i mean like I espn you have all of, like the dads yeah you and have ev- people who well, love sports
1: yeah you have everything from like nascar to football and and then tennis you have and stuff.
0: Have Disney adults and you've mm-hmm. got kids and you've right. got babies and you've got yes. grandmas and like, grandpas and... teenage girls yeah and grandmas and grandpas mm-hmm. and like the only people you didn't have was like the young men unless they're like Disney adult I, men well yeah but they have Marvel and they have Star yeah. Wars and stuff, right, but if you're a Marvel and Star Wars person, you may not be a WWE person, yeah like maybe I don't know. those are two different categories of people, yeah, so maybe I don't know. they're like, this is the last category of no overlap with any of our other properties,
1: yeah, I don't know it's It's interesting to see like because a lot of there's a lot of we will get to our topic eventually we will, but um, there's been a lot of like uh, debate about how like Disney has ruined Star Wars for people because of how much they've expanded it. I I think the opposite. I think they've done a lot of service to it. Um, But then there's things like with Disney+, Plus, where once Disney made the acquisition of 21st Century Fox and the entire library of The Simpsons was on Disney+. Plus, I found that to be exciting because I like the show. Um, But first of all, it was formatted incorrectly. And secondly, they make all these really, really awful shorts where... Yeah, they make all these really terrible little shorts where it's very Disney-fied, and like they did one with Billie Eilish and Lisa. Um, I don't remember. I I don't remember who they did one with recently um, with like a musician or something. But they're just awful. They're awful shorts. So I don't know. what's gonna. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what's gonna happen. I have no idea. But it's it's interesting to see what they do with acquisitions. I have
0: one other bit of news before we get into it. Okay. Have you heard about the new Disney dining promo cards?
1: Um, I heard you talking about it, but I, don't, I didn't really look into it. Into yeah, it. so
0: evidently this summer, um, let me look at the dates here. It is between June 25th and September 14th, if you visit Walt Disney World, with a minimum four night stay on property, that's doable. And four days of park tickets minimum, mm-hmm. you get a dining promo card basically. So it's not a dining plan. Right. But per room, not per person. Mm-hmm. Right. Based on whatever level resort you're staying at, so value resort, moderate resort, deluxe resort. It's tiered. So you get like value resort for June through July is $35 per night in dining credit basically on this for dining a group. promo so card. So like for a group. Per room.
1: Out. But that's what I'm saying. But yeah. like if you go, if like our family goes out to eat at uh, Jocelyn Z's, we have like $35. We'd have 35 bucks for per us. night. Cool. That's nice. Right. That you know, we that's, stay. That's, that's, that's Minimum not
0: for a night. And yeah. then moderate resorts at 75 per night in June and July. Deluxe is 125 per night for June and July. Mm-hmm. And then it goes up a little bit for uh, – July through September. Right. And so that would be 50 for value resorts per night, 100 for moderate resorts per night, and 150 for deluxe resorts per night. So we're not getting the dining plan yet back really, but I actually think this is really um, a good draw for people to come visit. Yeah. A lot of people visit during this time, so I think that's super sweet of them to Mm -hmm. include this. As like a summer promo, when yeah. that's not really when they need people to come. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's really hopeful for us that we may continue yeah. to see more deals like this. Or that to me feels a little bit back to that us, to
1: me feels it. like more of a good faith effort as opposed to a promotion. Um, yes, where you know, it just kind of seems like a it seems like low hanging fruit to try to like get people to say, hey, you know what, we there is still stuff for you, and we're sorry that we so royally overcharged you because apparently. You know, Disney fans are already overweight, according to JPEG. Don't pull that out. So that's why he was saying like they are making food more expensive, right, or something like that. What Yeah, did he say? yeah I and I some can't some garbage exactly. like that, right? Um, and so it's just nice to see that they're like, hey, we're sorry. Here's like stuff back here's that makes you food. feel welcome. <laughs> yeah, here's some free food. Enjoy <laughs> it. Um, but yeah, no, like stuff that makes people feel welcome and valued is good because I, I do feel like um, a lot of the value is dubious at best um lately but um i'm just gonna i guess like for our discussion so hmm, for our discussion about talking about magic kingdom and disneyland um i did want to start off with one thing that I, i i i think is worth noting um last week on our show we talked about or maybe i talked about how we were pretty much in on going to uh disneyland sometime this year maybe in the summer And so uh, this week, I decided to add some tickets to my cart online just to kind of get a feel for what the situation was going to be for two adults for three days at the park, park hopper tickets. And I ended up scrapping Genie Plus just because I was like, I don't really need it. Um, It was going to cost $870 for two people, three days in the parks.
0: And that was not staying on property. That
1: is. That's not even booking a hotel right yet yep that um
0: no food no dining promo
1: yeah that stinks um yeah. it's not really going to factor into what we're talking about but that like was a huge gut punch to me because i when i was in i was a i was a senior and no i was a, I was a freshman in college and i um, had occasion to go down to los angeles quite often um, and I bought an annual pass for $500, 500 bucks for an annual pass 2012 This was over 10 years ago, which is wow. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was $500, no block out dates. Yeah. Like it was, I bought the best one I could get. Um, and so now to think like we would have to spend, you know, like if it was like three, $400 for three days, that's not a problem. Even 500. I'm like, okay, I can kind of, kind of get on board with that. But like, That is just, I mean, I, I, we were talking to some friends about it the other night, I think last night about the price and they're like, they were like, oh, that's not so bad because you get the hotel, right? I'm like, huh, -uh. no, this is just, you know, it doesn't include parking, nothing. So, um, that's not factoring in necessarily to my thinking here, but I just, um, I thought that was an interesting thing to open up with, especially with the hundred year thing coming up and, and getting people into the parks. I just, I was,
0: I was kind of floored. Well, right. And all of that to say that is now looking fairly unlikely for us this year, especially if we're talking about doing a Walt Disney World trip in, sometime well, in the fall well, or winter. Yeah,
1: because when I booked our I don't really, I'll just say it. I don't I don't really care when I booked our trip for three days in the parks and Disney World uh, five nights, no, four, four or five nights in a hotel at the Caribbean. I think it was four nights, four nights, three days because we had an off day.
0: I think it was five nights, four days, but only three park days. Yeah,
1: um, I spent twenty seven hundred dollars for both of us to go. That's like, I mean, that's expensive, sure, like, but it no doubt on property. But we stayed on property. We had three days in the parks, and we were staying at a not cheapest resort. So like, I felt like that was expensive, but it was, it was actionable. Like we could kind of. Right process that and make it worth our while and um you use
0: our budgeting tips from our earlier episodes yeah like we did make fine
1: we 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 there was no like credit card um uh, pile up after the trip but i just um yeah i mean we would have to not only get to california which is not hard because we have family out there and we were gonna kind of couple trips anyway but um you know paying for it and then you know like having to get hotels and everything is just excruciating so um yeah it's uh we actually had family that was interested in coming with us, and then I told them the price, and they're like, "Yeah, we're out. We're not doing that. There's no way we're gonna do that." So,
0: yeah, that's just a lot to ask.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. Gosh, I don't want to ever become a complaining podcast. I-, I swear.
0: I think I sprinkle in enough optimism to make it balance out.
1: Well, and I'm not complaining. I'm not saying it's not. I'm not saying like it's not fair. It's how dare they. I'm just saying it's expensive. Well, yes, um, but let's get out of that and just talk about like
0: let's dive on in from a
1: from just like a money aside experience level. Do you want me to go, or do you want to say some things, or what do you want to do?
0: I would say you start because I know you're going to be Team Disneyland, mm-hmm. so go ahead and kick us um, off. It's Team not even Disneyland. that I'm,
1: it's not even that I'm Team Disneyland per se. It's more of that I I just um, you know you always kind of said like oh Magic Kingdom is my least favorite park. And secretly, I I always felt like Animal Kingdom was my least favorite park out of like, you know, if I had to choose. Um, but when we went, I something about Magic Kingdom just kind of left like a um, it just kind of left a bad taste in my mouth. And I just wasn't like thrilled about being there necessarily. Like I had fun with our daughter. Like the experience was fun. Um, You know, I, I was excited to be there and see the castle and do everything. But something about. This may just be the fact that I grew up a Disneyland person, but something about the layout feels wrong. It
0: feels off to me. Um, And the weirdest part is, after our trip this past October, mm -hmm. that was the first time I left Magic Kingdom, because we went to Magic Kingdom twice this time. right. We had the Magic Kingdom day, and then we had Mickey's Not So Scary. This was the first time I left a Disney trip and was like, man, I loved being in Magic Kingdom. Yeah. I mean, I I felt like that when I was younger, when I was Mm -hmm. a kid, but it's been a long time, probably 15 years since I really left Magic Kingdom saying that was as good as the other parks. Mm -hmm. That was the first time in a long time I felt that way.
1: You know, the weirdest thing about it for me is that I'm really tripped up that the entire thing is not continuous, which is to say that it's not a big circle where you can basically start on Main Street, go to Adventureland and end up in, in, I almost said Spaceland end up in Tomorrowland by not having to turn around or go a different way. You just can go, like, all the way through Adventureland, New Orleans Square, uh, or Frontierland, New Orleans Square, kind of whichever way you're going. Um, And then you can kind of walk back through Batu now, which used to just be, like, a big walkway. And then by, like, come out through Fantasyland or by Toontown and then keep going and be back in Space Mountain. Like, jeez. Tomorrowland and then back in the Hub. So I think something about that just kept tripping me up that, like, I don't. I can't explain it.
0: And it's almost. But it felt a loop. so weird to me. It's almost a loop, except when you go to like where like Big Thunder Adventure is. Adventureland, yeah. Frontierland is kind of its own little corner, and Frontierland does not cut directly over to Fantasyland. That's yeah. That's where we would get up in there to, like, we saw the parade, Boo to You from there, mm-hmm. and then we went straight to Pirates afterwards. Right. But we had to sort of backtrack once we went up yeah. to Boo to You. Sort of that awkward corner.
1: Yeah, it is an awkward corner. But it's um, because
0: of the the riverboat there. That's why they don't do have mean? a bridge that goes across the water. Okay. Straight across from. What is that? Is that
1: Frontierland? Like uh, where no, Big Thunder is?
0: Where the. Uh the little island in the middle
1: oh oh gosh uh it's like pirates is it tom sawyers in disney world st- or magic kingdom still or i i'm i'm showing that i don't know anything about anything um i know it's like a pirates layer island in disneyland but i don't i actually don't know what it's called We're in magic kingdom unfortunately um but yeah i mean i i just think you know i i just think that it it um I, I don't wanna be a Disneyland purist. I, I think that's kind of gross, but at the same time I just something just felt wrong to me and it's 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 really, really hard for me to like wrap my head around why it felt wrong. It just it just did. Um and I genuinely do not know why.
0: It's still Tom Sawyer Island. Okay.
1: Okay. Yeah. Um I mean what do you, I mean, do you think I'm wrong or I mean you can you can certainly disagree with me.
0: No, but... I that the layout of it honestly doesn't bother me because it's what i'm used to so i don't typically spend a bunch of time back in the corner where like all the little kitty circus stuff is right um so i pretty much typically will just start in tomorrowland because that's my favorite area and then walk back behind to fantasyland cut through liberty square and then work my way around to Frontierland and Adventureland kind of simultaneously. Right. And then just pop back to Main Street USA. So it still, to me, still feels like a circle. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's not, you're not moving continuously in a round. Sure. Powder. You do have to do a little bit of backtracking. Right, right. Um, so in that way, they don't feel that dissimilar to me.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, because, so I guess like if you were to go the way that we went, it kind of technically is a loop because we went through like Adventureland and then back through Frontierland and then up into Liberty Square or something like that. So, I guess in that way, it does make sense. Right. It's just um, if you
0: go back to, like, Big Thunder and... Right.
1: Maybe that's just what's tripping me up is there's an entire space where, like, nothing's going on. Um, so, I don't know. I mean, I feel like I feel like that all made sense in my head. Um, um, I guess well, that... Well, there's
0: no backtracking required in Disneyland. That's why you say that.
1: Yeah, right, right. Because right. you
0: can continue around mm-hmm. and hit everything... Yeah, You, Frontierland, you'd have to, like, come back to it from Galaxy's Edge. Right. But you could cut through it and then make your way back to Fantasyland, so it's not... It, Disneyland, you don't have to backtrack anywhere. You can just keep walking and walking and walking in a circle.
1: Right, which is like...
0: And we've spent a lot of time talking and talking and talking in a circle about the shape of these parks. I know,
1: I'm sorry. I... <laughs> <laughs> Again, I, I don't, like I said, I really don't want to be like a purist about this whole thing. I'm just, it's just something that just came to my mind and I, I don't, I don't know why. Um, no,
0: I totally, it makes sense. So I have a question for you. Okay. What is your favorite area in Disneyland? What's your favorite land?
1: Uh, <laughs> I'm going to um not say Galaxy's Edge because that's a cheat for me. It just feels like a cheat.
0: Well, Steven's uh, favorite area in all of Disneyland like Disneyland Resort, is probably Galaxy's Edge. Yeah, but like right, right. other than Galaxy's Edge, but I'm gonna Edge, yeah, it's I'm your favorite land.
1: Um, I like, I like, um, this little space between like Adventureland and New Orleans Square. Is probably my favorite spot.
0: So Adventureland and New Orleans Square, and how would you say that area compares to Adventureland in Magic Kingdom? It's much better, I think
1: because Adventureland and Magic Kingdom um it uh the thing that's the thing that's strange to me about it is that um um the 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 magic like the um Aladdin carpets in there are just they they feel out of place. Can't explain it. Also the fact that like Pirates of the Caribbean is in Adventureland feels weird. Um so I think that um yeah, I don't know. I think I I prefer the one in Disneyland. I think
0: I think it's confusing that Pirates is in New Orleans Square because Pirates are not from New Orleans. That, to me, sounds like Adventureland. <laughs> They're from,
1: like, adventures. Um,
0: That's why, to me, at least the Pirates location right. in Adventureland makes the most sense. I Now, all of that to say, it in Disneyland, New Orleans Square is my favorite spot. Um, yeah, yeah. I've said this on the podcast many times. It is no secret. I love that style, the Mardi Gras feel. Mm-hmm. I want to stay at the Port Orleans Resort in Walt yeah. Disney World. There's just something about that I'm really drawn to. So mm-hmm. I love walking through that area, especially at night. I love sure. walking through New Orleans Square. Um, But I I am a Tomorrowland girl. I, I love Tomorrowland in both Disneyland and uh, I... Magic Kingdom. But in Magic Kingdom... It's Tomorrowland and in Disneyland for me it's got to be New Orleans Square. Yeah,
1: um Magic Kingdom for me. I, I will I will agree with you that I think that Tomorrowland is superior only because um not only because but, but primarily because uh the people movers there which is a, a big thing. Um and they uh, you know Carousel of Progress is there which is great and then Tron you know opening up and stuff is cool. It, it's bigger. It's definitely there's more to do there. Um, whereas I think in, in in um Disneyland there's not really a whole lot of rides in Tomorrowland. You have like a Speedway which is, you know, basically Autopia, Space Mountain, Astro Orbiter, um and then like uh what else do they have there?
0: Nemo is in Tomorrowland. Is Nemo in Tomorrowland? Yeah. Oh yeah,
1: finding Nemo and then the, yeah, the monorail yeah, goes through at Autopia, uh the railroad is Star Wars, uh Star Tours, Space Mountain and Astro Orbiter and, and, and Buzz Lightyears, Astro Blasters. Um, but like there's there's all that plus more, I think, and Tomorrow you know, without with like the exception of, of finding Nemo and stuff. Um but I, I think yeah, I'm with you. I think that Tomorrowland in, in Magic Kingdom is better.
0: I think the area of Tomorrowland in Disney World is just much it's superior. I mean, like Tron aside, obviously it's mm-hmm. not even open yet. But once Tron is in there, forget about it. Like it's Yeah.
1: No, it's it it's, already adds so already much very to the cool. um,
0: and hopefully yeah. one day we'll see either an upgrade or some sort of switch to Autopia and the Tomorrowland Speedway. To there's so much that they could do with that. Yeah. I mean, they could turn it into something with IP. They could just mm-hmm. completely do away with it and use that space for something else. Like right. there's plenty of other between Disney and Pixar and all of their other properties, Star mm-hmm. Wars, all of it. Yeah. There's so much they could do. Yeah. They could make it like a wrestling race or something. Perfect.
1: Uh if they if they if they go through with the acquirement. Um Yeah, uh I I'm with you. I think you know the other thing that I find interesting about Tomorrowland um and Magic Kingdom is that and this is no fault of anyone's really, it's just kind of how it is right now, but um where Stitch's great escape was uh, that's kind of no man's land right now. I don't think there's anything. I don't. I haven't heard about any new stuff coming in yet, and so I think it's like a meet and greet at the moment.
0: Yeah, it was a meet and greet when we were there in October, and then it was a a trick or treating stop, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. So I, I just, um, I think they need to fill that spot in, but um, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I I hope that I'm making some semblance of sense because I, <laughs> you know what I mean.
0: No, it makes sense.
1: Um, okay, so. This also kind of sounds, I think, like a purist kind of thing. Um, but one of the things that I find, I find fascinating is, is, you know, I'm not, um, like when you go to Disneyland, it's, it's very clear that like this was, a, this was a, the vision of what was supposed to happen. Um, and this is kind of like what Walt did and, and, and stuff like that. And I don't feel that in Magic Kingdom, but I do feel that, for instance, in like Epcot. Even though I think that
0: makes sense. Even
1: though his vision of Epcot was totally different than what's there well, currently. Right. Um walls walls aside, I feel like when I'm at Epcot I'm like, "Oh yeah, this is this was like its own thing and this was like supposed to be this way." Um I just it feels almost like uncanny valley to be in a magic kingdom because it feels like it's it's very similar, but then there's other aspects that like aren't quite right and feel off.
0: So what I think of when you say that is that Magic Kingdom was a replica of Disneyland on bigger land with slightly mm-hmm. different attractions bigger castle and a little more spread out yeah right yeah right i mean like disneyland has attractions in within disneyland park that are in multiple walt disney world parks mm-hmm. so it's like you get more bang for your buck in disneyland because you're getting multiple Parks yeah. worth of rides, but the trade-off is you can hardly walk through the walkways because you, it's so cramped.
1: Yeah, you're you're correct about that. What what else I find really fascinating too is that um if you we actually have a nineteen fifty-five poster of Disneyland in our in our recording area. Huge. It's like a great map. And I've I've looked at it in, in great detail and it looks like nothing besides the shape, like the kind of weird um shape of, of the park. Uh it is, um, it's like almost unrecognizable from what it is now versus what it used to be. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I obviously, I, I get it. Like things change and, and they move and, and progress and stuff like that. Um, I just, yeah, I just, I kind of find it sort of, sort of interesting. But um, I, I also kind of wonder too, like had, who was, who was, what was Walt's brother's name? Roy. Was it Roy? I thought that was his nephew
0: roy disney i think right? he had
1: two i think he had enough nep- yeah you're, I think you're right anyway um the thing too is like you know uh one of the th- so this is actually an interesting comparison that i
0: yes sir it's roy, roy okay. disney
1: you're right um i think this is kind of an interesting comparison too because so obviously when walt died he never got to see florida like come to full fruition and so roy was like well it's my responsibility to see my brother's um, my younger brother's, like, vision and, and push it through and, and um, you know, make this thing happen. And it kind of reminds me, no disrespect, no disrespect, but it kind of reminds me a little bit of how, like, Peck was a businessman and he, like, was doing something very creative, but Iger was, like, more creative. Because it was obviously, like, from documentaries and history and stuff, like, Roy Disney actually kept Walt's feet on the ground from, like, a business perspective and handled finances made sure, like, you know, documents were going through properly and they secured all their permits and stuff to do what they needed to do. Um, So that, like, almost like the pushing, like, we've, I think it was like the Imagineering video or something, the series on Disney+, Plus where they talked about how it was really a struggle for people to even have vision of what to do and, like, how to even make it happen. Um, So I wonder what it would be like had he been able to, like, have his touch still on it, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, that would be interesting to see the difference. Yeah, I mean,
1: obviously, there's nothing we can do about that. Right. Just something that, you know, You kind of wonder.
0: Right. Yeah, for sure. I think that a lot of things would have been different if Walt had been able to be here for a lot of the Walt Disney World properties. Um, Mm -hmm. I wonder if Epcot ever would have become one he had visioned for it. I wonder wonder if the other parks would have even happened in the way that they did if Mm -hmm. Imagineers would have had as much freedom to kind of. Or even the chance to mm-hmm. create, because Walt was such a visionary.
1: Yeah, and he had his hands like on, on everything pretty much. Right, which yeah. is
0: not to say that it wasn't great because it mm-hmm. was. But I just wonder if there would have been opportunity for somebody like Joe Roddy to yeah. do as much with Animal Kingdom as he did, yeah. like if that was even within Walt's purview of yeah of ideas for Disney. The other
1: thing we we don't really know either is um like how how much you know IP would have remained and stayed in there right because he you know so much of what he did had to do with like um old stories and and he like the like the will like the western kind of live action films he did for a period of time um and so now i feel like you know so much of disney is is the fun beloved characters and like all the classic you know stories that we know like alice in wonderland snow white you know cinderella sleeping beauty all that plus like all these other plethora of of characters and movies and other franchises um, that weren't even adopted, you know, by by Disney until after the two thousands. Um so yeah, it's just it's all just like hearsay and, and just kind of interesting to think about. But um I think that, you know, ultimately they're both very comparable in their own way. Um I, I think I need to go back to Magic Kingdom again though. This is just this this whole episode has just been like propaganda for me to get another trip under my belt. Um but I think that uh it'll be helpful for me to go in again and kinda like think about it and also not be stressed out about it being our kids first time. Cause we did a lot of We did a lot of backtracking because we had to get to the baby center. So maybe that's part of where my head was at, too, is, like, we never really got to kind of stay in one spot for very long. It
0: felt like more backtracking than was necessary if it was just an adult trip or if we had older kids, right? For sure. Um, One other thing that I wanted to definitely mention about Magic Kingdom that Disneyland doesn't have due to space constraints is I never cared at all about the hub before. Mm-hmm. um, And this last time we spent so much time there just chilling, watching parades and firework shows and all the things, the castle shows from the hub. It was such a wonderful little spot to park the stroller and just relax and kind of people watch on Main Street, um, which I love people watching, whether I'm in a theme park or on vacation or right. whatever. Yeah. But in Magic Kingdom to be able to find a space that feels less crowded that I could just park my stroller and watch a parade go by was it was awesome. It was there's hardly ever a time where Magic Kingdom feels like you can step away from a crowd, but the time that we were there, the hub was pretty much empty every time we went. Yeah. Right. And so it was really nice to be able to just kind of like park there and take a breather Mm -hmm. in what felt like a super open space. You don't really get that in Disneyland. There's not anywhere because of, like I said, because it's so much more compact, Mm -hmm. um, there's not really an opportunity to say I'm going to park my stroller on this big patch of grass. And be by myself. Yeah, like
1: stretch out your legs and kind of enjoy yourself. So
0: I I never really appreciated that until this last trip. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I thought that was pretty that was pretty awesome. And I had never thought about the difference between Magic Kingdom and Disneyland in that way. Um, you know, I've I've talked extensively about the castle and how underwhelming the Disneyland castle is because it's like,
1: yeah, teeny tiny. I get it. I mean, compared to the Cinderella's castle is not as big as you think it is.
0: Well, but, but growing up, seeing the castle in mm-hmm. Magic Kingdom, and then you go to Disneyland for the first time expecting it to be the same size, just a different color, and then you're like, wait, right?" I, I get it. that's it? Um, And then putting that in perspective with how crowded the walkways were and how narrow everything was, I just didn't really appreciate Magic Kingdom for what it was yeah. until this last time, I felt like.
1: Do you want to hear something crazy speaking about castles and their height? What? Uh, Beauty and the Beast Castle is only 15 feet tall.
0: Yeah, that's that's uh, forced it's, perspective. It's just a
1: model. I mean, it's literally like just a model. It's crazy. I know, I know. It's kind of interesting. But
0: it seems like it's big. Um, Disney magic, man. They're yeah, the best. Great. Right.
1: I'm honestly kind of in a state of being bummed out about Disneyland tickets, and I'm trying not to think about it while well, I'm talking about <laughs> what I like about it.
0: <laughs> it's okay. We'll go back eventually. We
1: will. That's totally true. Um... I guess, like, other than that, I mean, there's not really anything else that, that feels, like, like, again, this this isn't really, like, a complaint or a big comparison. It's just kind of, like, I think it has a lot to do with feeling, too. And I think that so much of it is just, like, you know, broken nostalgia of of having grown up in a certain place and, like, thinking about it as more of a childhood thing. Whereas, like, when you go somewhere as an adult, after you've been going somewhere from a kid all this time, it just doesn't quite, it feels different and not quite as, like... You don't really feel as in tune to it, which I right. think is how you feel about Disneyland in, in, in its own kind of way.
0: Right. Well, we both have the childhood nostalgia for our – what we always refer to as our home parks. Mm-hmm. Um, so Magic Kingdom to me, I have childhood nostalgia where you have Disneyland yeah. nostalgia. And then we both went to the opposite park as adults for mm-hmm. the first time. So yeah. where it still felt magical the first time I went to Disneyland and except certainly hate, the first time – I was just underwhelmed. Yeah. That's all. That
1: hurt. Honestly, hurt my feelings so hard. <laughs> I was so excited for to see it. I'm like, look, you know, this is the house that love built, and you're like, this is awful.
0: I was. I couldn't even see the top of it.
1: Yeah, you're like, where is it, lol?
0: I was just confused. I was confused. I just thought it was another building it's at okay. the end of Main Street. It's okay. Um, but yeah, I think, I think that it still feels like it has that special Disney magic, and right. especially for me going to Disneyland as an adult, you know, you still. For me, it was extra special because it's like, okay, well, now I'm in the original Disney right. park for the first time. You know time, what I so think? That was still novel for me. You
1: know what I think for real is that, um, is that I feel that sense of like individuality and unique, um, like unique uh, aspects of every other park Animal Kingdom, uh, Hollywood Studios, Epcot, you know, California Adventure. They're all like their own thing. It just—I feel like because there's like a, almost like a one-to-one ratio between Disneyland and Magic Kingdom, it's almost inviting itself for comparison.
0: Well, right, because it's like Magic Kingdom wasn't anything that hadn't been done before. Yeah, and all of those other parks yeah. are unique, like you said.
1: Right, because like if if someone offered me an all-expenses-paid trip, I just had to pick which one I wanted to go to. I would probably say Magic Kingdom, or sorry, sorry, excuse me, whoa, Disney World. <laughs> um. You know, if, like, I had to choose between the two of them. Right. Um, but but you wouldn't spend all your time in Magic Kingdom. No. no, exactly. Right, right. Whereas if I go to Disneyland, I, I actually feel like I could be very satisfied to spend all my time there and not really go over to California Adventure if I had to choose. Like, if I only had one day. If I right. only had, like, one day in Disneyland, I would go to Disneyland itself. If I had one day in um, – if I only had one day in, in Disney World, I think.
0: You'd go to Hollywood Studios. Don't even lie.
1: I would want to, but I think I'd actually go to Epcot. Okay. Yeah. What about you? Animal Kingdom.
0: Animal Kingdom and DCA.
1: Yeah, we're like just total. That's why you got to go for multiple days. It you is. You know, you bundle and it's cheaper.
0: I know. I know. It's worth it. Yeah, it's, it's worth totally it.
1: worth it. Um, but no, I, I really, I, I do, I, I am fond of um. Magic Kingdom. It is nice.
0: And if you guys want to hear more about our. Um, specific, like, ride comparisons. If mm-hmm. you look back at some of our earliest episodes, we did a handful of episodes, uh, both this or that episodes, and then mm-hmm. comparing one-to-one directly the rides, like Pirates in yeah. Disneyland versus Pirates in Disney World. Um, so check those out if you want more specific reviews about the actual attractions in those two parks.
1: I feel like I need to revisit that because I said Magic Kingdom Pirates in that one over Disneyland Pirates, and I completely take it back now.
0: Now that you've done it again? Yeah, now that
1: I've done it again, I, I think the queue in Magic Kingdom is much better, but the ride itself is Disneyland through and through.
0: Which, I, um, if I recall, is exactly what I said.
1: Yeah, and I I, I was... I hadn't been on it since, like, 2017, so I didn't really remember all right. that well. Right. It had um, been a while. It had been a minute. Um, that's going to wrap it up for us. Uh, we, we appreciate you guys listening and, and being part of our little uh, podcast uh, journey here. Um, you can definitely find us on Instagram at the Parks Academy. Um, we are online at theparksacademypod.com. Um, we do have a Patreon if you want to check that out. And also um, any reviews on you know Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify Podcasts, whatever, are very, very much appreciated. So, um, thanks again so much for listening and we will catch you guys next time.